0: Friendship power flop Friendship power flop Let's go shounen flop Let's go shounen flop
1: of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga series and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And this week, we're talking about Beachy, and we're joined by our guest today, Riley. Hey! Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me, my friends.
1: Do you mind uh, telling the audience just a little, like, five-second summary of uh, the kind of projects you're working on?
2: Yes! Uh, I'm a tabletop RPG designer. I, uh, I'm also a podcaster. I've been on podcasts such as Podcast Minds, There But For The Grace Of Pod Go We, a podcast-pitching pilot project, and uh, If Not Us, Then Who, a fanfiction-inspired actual-play podcast where I take stories that companies own and tell better stories with them because if I don't, who will? Bada bing.
0: You also had another podcast where you called, you woke your friend up every morning and just explained Bionicle lore <laughs> to him.
2: Yes, yes. The podcast Bed, Bath, and Bionicle, which did not go any weird places.
0: No. Was...
2: <laughs> I love to have a podcast that can end with a version of me destroying another version of me.
0: <laughs> Weren't you in the Bionicle version of Hell
2: at one point? It's weird. When Toa die they go to the Red Star where they can be rebuilt and sent back to a Mata Nui. It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing.
1: I'm really waiting for the revival where you go Bed Bath, because I know it's always Bed Bath and something with a mm-hmm. so Bed Bath and Beyonce is really the one I'm really excited about.
2: <laughs> we floated so many ideas. Like, the day we were like, I'm tired of talking about Beyblade, can we do something else? We floated like eight different B ones, and like, some ones that didn't make it through were Bed Bath and Ballroom Blitz, Bed Bath and Battletech. <laughs>
1: Bed Bath and Ben 10, because that lore is really complicated. The thing is, I want to watch Ben 10 at some point.
0: (laughs) I watched an hour and a half long video summary summarizing the plot of Ben 10. (laughs) Ben 10 was a show that if it came out when I was literally like two or three years younger than I was, I would have loved it. But I was literally just slightly too old to give a shit. Just slightly aged out. Someone told me like, oh, yeah,
2: like he just has 10 aliens that he can switch through and become. And I'm like, that rules. Like that slaps. I love a character that has modes. And so you giving me a a small (laughs) boy that has modes
1: that shit rule and then speaking though of a manga about character that can switch into different modes let's get into the manga details the first thing i want to note and i really want to thank tucker for doing his language guide is the name bichi is actually a japanese pun ichi means one in japanese so essentially this series is b1 or bone (laughs) (laughs) which is actually a little bit more clever than i would have expected from this series it's bone, bone one, bone, bone two.
0: Exactly. <laughs> bone first. <laughs> Bo. The series stinks.
1: It's fucking stinks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: a Boruto joke in here somewhere, and I'm trying to unearth it, and I can't.
0: The B and B stands for Boruto. It'd be better. <laughs> yeah, it
1: would be. <laughs> we 100% picked this series because it starts with the letter B. <laughs> So I hope this is considered part of the expanded bed bath, and this is the honorary bed bath and Bichi episode that you never knew you needed to make until now.
2: I would rather go back to the Red Star, I swear to God.
1: So getting into the series, this was created by Achiki Okubo, who actually is probably one of the most successful manga creators we have ever covered in this series, as he created Soul Eater and Fire Force, which is actually still going on, both of which had anime adaptions, Fire Force, fifth or sixth year running, so he really got a lot of his kinks out of the way by making this series.
0: Yeah, I've never seen Fire Force, we talked about it a little bit, but I definitely watched Soul Eater, and I really enjoyed Soul Eater, actually, like I... I kind of want to watch it again, actually.
1: <laughs> I actually don't think besides Hunter Hunter, there's been an instance where a series made a series that was very successful and then made one that was even more successful. Because, like, we saw with Samurai 8, lightning doesn't always strike twice, where the dude who made Naruto... Just he got like 30 chapters, which was probably 10 more than he would have gotten under normal circumstances. So it's not a given that you're going to make two popular mangas in a row.
0: Riley, you might want to read Samurai 8. This was my first manga I ever
1: read. Oh. And so I got to tell you,
0: (laughs) it's not starting hot. (laughs) i feel you it kind of looks like a b so is a little too generous here i would say you know the b makeup
1: <laughs> anyway though to go back into it something i want to say that's very interesting is this series release monthly, as was Soul Eater, but apparently Okobu said, I wanted to go weekly because he was like, I was fucking around too much on a monthly series, so weekly makes me actually have to focus, which is interesting that he's like the only person that ever went from monthly to weekly on purpose.
0: Yeah, and you know what, David? He's right. He was fucking around too much on a monthly manga. This lasted for two years?
2: When Kyle Higgins wrote Nightwing in Chicago, that lasted a year, and that shit
0: ruled, and then they cut it. This guy got two years? (laughs) Riley, do you know who put this manga out, by the way? I have no idea. Please, inform me. Square Enix. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Why?
1: (laughs) Canically, these characters could show up in Kingdom Hearts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. You're right. (laughs) And you know what? They look like they could, too. So
1: this was monthly. It ran for two years. It was 20 chapters over four volumes. But to note... As is usual for monthly series, these chapters are about two and a half times the length. So each chapter was more like 40 to 50 pages instead of the 15 to 20 you would see of, say, something from Shonen Jump.
0: So even though we went into this thinking, oh, it's a short manga, it's 20 chapters, it was really actually a 40 chapter <laughs> manga, just based on length. And we had no fucking idea until we started reading. Riley, I am sorry. It is fine. I cracked this open at work. I messaged my wife and I was like, honey,
2: I don't want to read this. I don't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) I just powered through for my dear friends. Power Rangers Shattered Grid is 25 uh, issues. So
0: you can do a story (laughs) in that little section. You can do a great story in arguably two chapters or even one. This manga fails to do it in essentially 40 chapters. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: Speaking, though, of the plot of the series, so why don't we get into the plot summary where Jordan has, as always, has to bite the bullet and actually list out what the fuck happened in this series. Oh my
0: fucking god, alright. In the far-off uh, future, I have no clue what the fuck happens. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, okay. In the far-off city of Tokyo, Japan, because this isn't Tokyo. this isn't Tokyo, Japan. This is Tokyo, Japan. A different place... From Tokyo, Japan. There's a young girl named Mana who knows karate and runs into this weird sweet dork named Shotaro who loves a superhero named Charisma Justice. So, backing up a bit, did you know that humans can only use 10% of their brain power? Well, Shotaro is a dokeshi, a mutant who can use 50% of his brain power to get magical abilities so long as he satisfies a condition. Can I make a note
2: here? Is this permitted? Sure. I've read this first page, and my note on my own page here is a, uh, oh, it's just a specialist version of Limitless the Bradley Cooper movie <laughs> but with Karapika's Nen from Hunter Hunter.
1: I was thinking about the Scarlett Johansson documentary about this topic. Lucy. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. They just do that and tie it with the you have to do one condition or else
0: it breaks bad. The shadow of Hunter Hunter looms heavily over this and I do I would love to talk about this but I have to get through this dumbass plot first. <laughs> So, Shotaro's power is that by biting the bone of an animal, he can gain that animal's power with the condition that he must do one good deed every day, or else he'll lose something important to him. And Shotaro assumes that that something is his friendship with Emine, another Dokeshi who can use blood powers that require him to, get this, do one BAD deed every day. Shotaro is looking for Emine, who he hasn't seen in some time. Some other Dokeshi shapeshift into the town governor and Charisma Justice to trick people, but. They Thankfully, Shitaro and Mana beat them up. Don't worry about that, though, because there's a cool science guy named Yohei who's on the run in a car chase from a Dokeshi that attacks with farts. Yohei is also a hacker. And then because of coincidences, Shitaro winds up helping Yohei defeat the Fart Man, and Yohei explains to us, the reader, that there is a place called the Happy Factory that's secretly the Fear Factory, where Yohei helped build the Fear Robot, which is like Metal Gear, but stupid. In fact, Yohei realized it was dumb, so he sabotaged it, But then a totally sick twisted dude named Nofix known as the King of Spin killed Yohei's friends like a jerk and even though Yohei thought he killed him it turns out he didn't. Yohei, Shotaro and Mana then go to Silent Hill and uh, they they really do go to Silent Hill to look for Amine for kinda no reason and then a bunch of boring stuff happens that doesn't matter for like half the manga including a kappa named Tool and the comic relief villains Zuno and Assi show up. Then this all stops when the people running the Fear Factory, a light bulb. Man named Rodigy and his friend Dr. Rage Against the Machine team up With Nofix to turn on the Fear Robot And then the rest of the manga is more or less a series Of battles and flashbacks where Shotaro Defeats Rodigy by learning to bite Two bones at once Mana kicks Dr. Rage Against the Machine until His mech suit dies and then Tool takes out the Fear Robot's soul I guess but the main part Involves Nofix telling Yohei About his sick twisted mind for like 50 fucking chapters until eventually he gets defeated. Some time passes and Shotaro fights Amine who says he wants to blow up the world and then flies away. Shotaro teams up with Charisma Justice to fight crime and unfortunately No Fix is still alive but it's okay because the manga's over.
1: Yeah that sounds about right and I swear to God the amount of fucking times that they talked about the fear robot. Oh my god. It was like that scene from The Office where the dude's like shut up about the sun. Shut up about the sun. Like dude I don't fucking want to hear about this fucking fear robot anymore and it doesn't even do anything. (laughs) doesn't do anything it's just a strong robot i don't
2: get it i also did a did a short summary here and i think you you added a lot more extra stuff here (laughs) but (laughs) what i got was the they established the guy has to do one d today he's searching for his friend meets two new friends who aren't Nen users they meet another one who does the big (laughs) yelly whenever he gets called bald he gets a lead on his friend and they go to a new city bad guys release a robot at a robot tournament and terrorize the city girls hurt actual superhero shows up maybe not a real superhero they find a cool gun second friend gets the gun beats a bad dude in a fight Kid's friend is actually The secretest bad guy His condition is one bad deed a day today I know writers <laughs> Who use subtext And they're cowards The eighth deadly sin is justice
0: And it ends without conclusion Like, boom <laughs> Done This writer Does not know What the term subtext means
1: Riley, we need to bring you in to write these, uh, like, five-second
0: summaries. That was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the team, Riley. <laughs> and I would like to point out, you mentioned that I added a bunch of, st- of extra stuff. I would argue that the author added a bunch of extra stuff. I would love to tell this author the same thing that I often tell
2: other writers or, or movie folk. Hire an editor. <laughs> Have them cut through your
0: work with a bloody fucking bat. <laughs>
2: Do they get to pick their deeds like their their limits like
0: I have no idea because they don't really explain it. (laughs) No, they don't.
1: (laughs) They also don't really explain what happens to other people when they don't do their like
0: requirement. Not at all. I have no idea why it's a big deal that he can't do a good deed by a certain time. They don't explain it. I'm so confused. (laughs) Why don't we
1: get into talking about the character? Yeah. (laughs) I'll start by talking about the first main character, Shotaro. He's a man-child obsessed with superheroes. He's looking for his
0: friend. I mean, he's not a man-child. He's like 10 or 11 years old. He's just a fucking child. I mean, he's a child-child or a child, as they say yeah he's like animal man
1: kind of but by biting bones and he's animal necromancer uh. <laughs> here's the main thing I noticed about these characters is it seems like the creator of this series took at the time the cast of one piece because this series came out 2000 so there was five straw hat pirates and kind bind them into three characters so this dude is literally luffy and then as we go into it the next character is Nami and then the final dude is just usap prasanji but I can go it's to that a little bit more later, but I just wanted to point out that this dude is just kind of a complete personality clone of Luffy. <sighs> It's hard to say. He, he's... He's that dumb goober, right? Yeah. Like, that's like the, the shtick that
2: they've hit with him is like the no thoughts, head empty, only good deeds a day. But like, the thing that you, oh, I do a good deed every day, loses its, wow, this is a good character and I want to follow them, when they have to do it or else bad thing happens. Yeah. This kid is forced to do one good deed a day. He's not like, oh, it's really easy for me to do a good thing every day. I don't like him. I don't want to root for him. <laughs> He's not my kind of idiot. My kind of idiot is, like, genuinely fun or genuinely, like, stupid and, and focused in. Like a, like a Naruto or a Hinata. Like, there's, like, an honest goodness. This clown ain't got it.
0: I would say less so than Luffy, he is more of a an attempt to clone gone from Hunter x Hunter. Mmm, alright. I feel like the author of this manga... Has, like, every volume of Hunter Hunter, like, in his bookshelf behind him when he's writing this. It, like, <laughs> he doesn't know why it's good, but he knows it's good.
1: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Jordan, would you like to take it to the next main character, Mana?
0: It's hard, really hard to explain her character, in addition to most of the other characters. Partly because she's just so generic... She shows up, she's riding like a Vespa, and she's searching for commendations, mm-hmm. which is a very nebulous idea. It seems like she's just looking for trophies or awards, like just random trophies, anything. Is it like a Cub Scout badge kind of thing?
2: Like, I couldn't understand what her, what this shtick was.
0: So here's what I think the motivation was basically. She grew up in a karate family, as happens a lot of the time in anime, you know, like you're the kid of a family and your dad runs a dojo, but he hates you because you're weak. You know, it's like anime stuff. And now she feels really bad about herself and wants people to tell her she's good by giving her awards. That's generally the summary of her character arc, as far as I could tell. Yep. And she did that by getting really good at martial arts so she can be like, "See, so you look dad, I'm not weak. you love me now? I don't know. (laughs) The manga doesn't get to that point. It ends before any kind of conclusion can happen with her. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. She's kind of just a nothing character that I think the author can't figure out anything to have her do halfway through. It
2: is, like, so frustrating when you see a character that has been put in and just no thought has been given behind them. Because, like, what we were talking about with Hunter Hunter just a second ago, the, one of the things that makes that good is, like, the interpersonal character connections and how every one of those characters thinks about each other. Specifically how, like, kids interact. There's none of that here. There's none of that, like, intensity and, like, emotion that between these actual characters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the next character, uh, there's a lot more to say about him because I think he's secretly the main character. <laughs> he's even the only character that has a last name. Yeah! God,
1: you're right!
0: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> His name is uh, Yohei Nanami. He's a genius inventor. He smokes cigarettes because he's really cool. And because he's a Sanji, Zoro, Usopp, mashup. More so than that, he's just like the cool older guy. Imagine you're reading this when you're 12. Yohei is like the cool 16 year old that seems really cool to you, but everybody who's 17 knows that he's a fucking loser.
1: Yeah, he's like your friend's like older brother that like... He'll take you to GameStop and get you an M-rated game. For sure. He's the dude who got his who got everyone in like eighth grade halo
0: yeah and he'll call you a wimp for not wanting to play manhunt (laughs) (laughs) i did not like this man (laughs) no he sucks he's fucking an asshole and he's generic and boring he's a guy who can be like i'm a genius I made the best gun in the entire world. Did you know that? (laughs) You kids like to think? I invented a thing to think for
2: me because my brain is too big.
0: Oh my god, my favorite line that he says, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever read in a manga. He's like, I don't want to hear from a Dokeshi like you who has unscientific powers. You can produce a lot of different gases in your body. To me, a human, that's the ultimate and unscientific. What the fuck? That's literally the opposite of how science works, and also humans produce gases inside their body. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like, you do something science can't explain. Oh, Clearly I have no need to study this. Because, <laughs> you know, that's not how the scientific po- process of explaining things works. I hate this
0: man. <laughs> As a scientist, I hate learning about things I don't know about. <laughs> Yo, fuck the learning shit, bro. (laughs) Here's the thing you gotta know, though. He actually has, like, a really tragic backstory, because, like, the bad guys hired him to build an evil death machine, and he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then, an even worse guy showed up and killed all his friends. Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. Now, see, I've watched Star Wars Rebels. I know Sabine Wren's story. (laughs) Like, I'm good, I'm good. I don't need it done here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That backstory didn't give you, like, a ton of pathos for Yohei? It works better when it's Shadow the Hedgehog and Maria. <laughs> so
2: I'm kind of, like, looking at this and going, wow, the cool guy with a gun doesn't land at all. I don't like his tragic backstory. He
0: is Shadow the Hedgehog in many ways, actually. Just
2: a lamer Shadow.
1: Ow, the edge. He even has a gun. Ugh. He even (laughs) has a gun. This man can't chaos control for shit. I will say, though, as edgy as he is, at least he doesn't have literal blood control powers and has to do a bad deed a day. So, Riley, (laughs) why don't you go into, I guess, the closest thing to the main bad guy of the series, (sighs) Eminem? Hey,
2: gamers, so we've talked about how some of these are named after songs, because I believe this writer also likes JoJo, because mm-hmm. we have two characters down here that we haven't gotten to yet, Tool and uh, NoFX. What well, if you add an M on the end of uh, M&A? What do you get?
0: <laughs> I was gonna bring that up, yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah. so Slim Shady over here has to do a bad D today and control blood. He's uh, Shotaro's old friend. This just sucks. This man said with a straight face, the eighth sin is <laughs> justice. the funniest thing I've ever read. The ninth deadly sin <laughs> is this
1: fucking book, I swear to God. Writer Mustafani was the coolest fucking person in the world to come over with an eighth deadly sin. And I just messaged you guys and I'm like, dude, justice, that's literally what Raph is. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad. It's
0: so funny. He's like, "Shitaro, you know all the seven deadly sins. I've got them all inside of me, but guess what? There's an eighth sin, and it's justice.
2: (laughs) And I know we've already talked about this. It is the most like, hi, I'm writing stories for the first time, and I have just learned about tropes and themes. (laughs) if you see a kid do this you're like damn dude you're doing you are out here you're writing go off have a great time like i don't want to read your story but like man like you're having a good time and that is awesome for you (laughs) to see an adult
1: be like the eighth deadly sin is justice i'm like man fuck off so riley though what to you is the eighth deadly sin (laughs) Let me talk to you about this manga named Beichi. <laughs> I was going to say Landlords, but that's a lot better.
0: Landlords are bad. Don't get me wrong. The eighth deadly sin is capitalism.
2: Yes, that's it. Greed's already on there. Shit. You can't slap another one on there and go a more specific version of a previous one.
0: I mean, let's be real, though. A lot of those deadly sins have uh kind of have some overlap here. Gluttony is like the
1: laziest shit. The dude was <laughs> like, I need a seventh one. It's like 7 a.m. and Jesus' meeting is at like 7.30 and he's like, Oh, <laughs> we got Greed 2, sequel to Greed, <laughs> Gluttony, Food too Edition. Too greed, too, <laughs> too <laughs> greedy Too
0: <laughs> Too deadly, too sin. <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel is wrath. I was genuinely shocked to learn that Full Metal Alchemist came out after this series.
1: Well not Alchemist was in the same magazine as the series.
0: Yeah, that doesn't shock me at all. Oh my god. <laughs> the tropes. Like, cause here's the thing about Eminem or Eminem. I'm just gonna call him Eminem. Yep. So the thing about Eminem is that, um he wanted to do good things for people, but his condition means he has to do bad things. And it's mentioned that Shotaro wishes he could do bad things, but because of his condition, he has to do good things. So there's literally a moment in the manga (laughs) because of this where Eminem turns to Shotaro and goes, you know something? We're the most ironic duo. I love saying
2: the thing out loud to make sure that my readers get it.
0: I mean, half the dialogue in this manga is... Hey, what's up? Let me tell you my motivation.
1: Let's just wrap up the last two characters real quickly. Jordan, you take me as someone who enjoys tools, so tell me about him.
0: Uh, you take me for the wrong kind of person. Oh, I meant the band. <laughs> That's what I meant. Tool is a kappa and he's bald because I guess he's a kappa. And if you say that he's bald, he gets really upset. But the thing about him that makes no sense and they bring up a couple times and you don't really understand until it happens once and it's very confusing is that he can talk to inanimate objects. Yep. He can talk to the souls within, like, a glass of water or something. And they use this to take out the soul from the fear robot. And I guess that means the fear robot doesn't work anymore.
2: So you could say the fear ro- robot becomes an inanimate object.
0: I suppose, but, like, he can talk to inanimate objects. So does that mean that he can't talk to this inanimate object anymore? What are the implications
2: of this in its entirety? Does a toilet have a soul? Is it stoked to be a toilet? Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Do uh, Shotaro's bones have souls? Are they inanimate even though they came from biological matter?
2: I don't know! When you create a power, the first thing you should do is be like, what is a cool power? And the second thing is, what are the implications of this? (laughs) And am I ready
0: to answer that? Right, because through the implications, that's where the cool stuff happens. There's a lot of cool Mm -hmm. potential implications here the author never goes into, but we'll talk about that later, because I have to get into this sick, fucked up dude who's just like, you want to hear something crazy, guys? This guy, no fix? He likes killing. And there's no fix for that. And he's like the king of spin, which I suppose means he can control spinning of objects, I guess. But really what he is, is he's a character who, whenever he's on screen, he's basically just like, Hey, yo, hey, I think killing is cool. Isn't it cool? Aren't I like super twisted and like kind of like the Joker, if you think about it? They also use like angel imagery because it's
1: ironic that he looks like an angel, but he's actually a demon.
0: Exactly actually bad guys what if like there's an angel who's like evil wouldn't that be like crazy
2: i breathe in deeply i breathe out <laughs> Calm.
0: you breathe in deeply and breathe out like the fart guy just like the fart guy Bank is a fart guy <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs>
0: are they all like this <laughs> is this what you two do to <laughs> each other <laughs> You know what, Riley? Sometimes they're genuinely worse than this. We definitely are very excited about this next part.
1: So Riley, why don't you get us started with why you think this series was just a complete fucking garbage fire.
2: Like we mentioned in passing before, it is the motions of things that are good without any of the like mechanics behind it. There is nothing actually moving the machine forward like there is in another story. It is simply just the cool beats or the cool things from those things. And that leaves it hollow. It lacks an understanding of themes, and it lacks an understanding of pacing, <laughs> and it, it's just, like, empty calories. And it is so fucking frustrating.
0: Yeah, the thing is, I had to, like, kind of reread this as fast as I could just to do that plot summary. So the first time I read this, there's all this comic relief that actually works sometimes. Like, there's a couple moments that I laughed about, but on my second reading I realized that those comic relief things, the manga tries to do it so much that it doesn't Instead focus that time On the plot Then when they jump back To the plot You were just showing me Some dumb joke About Shotaro Climbing into a frog's ass And like Now there's some Actually plot relevant thing I have no clue What you're talking about I was thinking about Something totally unrelated I just can't follow What's happening at all
1: This series just like There's so much bullshit That just doesn't matter In this series And also the entire universe Of the series is inconsistent Like how do you have it where it's like an X-Men style ripoff where a group of people just have powers, but then you introduce non-humans that have like weird powers, which completely deludes your entire message. Yep. Jordan skipped over it, but there are legitimate ogre people. Right! There are Kappas. There are other supernatural elements. And like, that's a big criticism people have with the X-Men being in the Marvel Universe. Why is it the X-Men are like hated on, but no one gives a shit about the fact that there's just straight up aliens? hmm <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. The other common criticism about X-Men, that this manga just falls, like, face first into. So, in real life, discrimination is very bad. But the thing about X-Men is that people who are different races than you cannot shoot laser beams out of their eyes and kill you. Yeah. X-Men can. So, it's a little bit of a different dynamic. And this manga falls Face first into that, because the dokeshi, first of all, I don't think this is a manga about how dokeshi are discriminated against. This is a manga about how dokeshi are evil except for the good one, Shotaro. <laughs> There's literally two Takeshi that are
1: not like really shitty people. And one Takeshi, literally, he has to kill people. He doesn't have a choice. That's like <laughs> the, the main bad guy even says he wishes he didn't have to be evil. But literally, it is hardwired into his biology. He has to be evil.
2: You need to explain why this weird shit works like this. You know what I mean? Like, why, who puts the restrictions on? Why are these these restrictions? That has to be a question that you answer or at least have like brought up at any point. All right, I point at the problem. You're telling me to look away from the problem? (laughs) You're telling me. did not acknowledge that problem okay it's so fucking frustrating
1: yeah i mean the series is just a fucking mess from trying to explain everything from the fact they don't explain the rules of the universe to even the actual like structuring of the chapter like this dude had probably one really good idea for chapter but because it's all double chapters he has to spread it out and then he has like these mini epilogues at the end of each chapter where like let's go see something that has nothing to fucking do with the rest of the chapter because clearly he didn't have 45 pages worth of ideas and so you get a taste of something that's completely irrelevant for an 10 chapters which is why
0: the fear robot kept getting mentioned because he needed to talk about something in the extra five pages of the film Mm -hmm. there is so much padding in this fucking manga if you do that the plot has to be easy enough to understand that when you get back to it i can follow it i can't follow this shit there's a moment where the silly comic relief character just straight up gets shot in the fucking head yep and i didn't mention it because it doesn't fucking matter
1: there is little that matters in this series the fear robot plot had zero impact on the character's main goal to reenact with his friend you could literally read the first chapter and the last chapter and i don't think you would especially have missed anything
2: can i be honest with y'all for a moment yes i want to start off by saying I, i i respect you both a lot i only read the first chapter Of every volume and the final one I read five (laughs) chapters of this I was gonna try to hold that to my chest because I was like I feel like I'm doing them a disservice but since you brought it up that's exactly what I did and I missed nothing
0: Riley there is nothing that you've said that made me think you clearly read less than we did
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's only because you brought it up, I'm like, man, no, you need to know. I wrote the description that you two are both like, wow, you
1: should come in and write these.
2: (laughs) Like, nothing happens in this thing.
1: Riley, I have to admit something as well. I read the first and the last chapter, nothing else in this series. Fuck both of you. Fuck both of you. Really? Are you for real? No, I, I I read the whole thing. I wish I could. Oh, I <laughs> just wanted to see Jordan's reaction.
2: Because seriously, I, I looked at it and I was like, these are all so long. And I was like, all right, volume one. Okay, volume two. Oh, look, nothing has changed at the start of volume two, except there is a friend here and now they're in transit to a place. Cool. I've picked up on that. All right, volume three. They mentioned this fear robot last time. The girl has been hurt. They're clearly that fear robot got released. That nose hair guy is still here. All right, chapter four. <laughs> okay, he's fighting this guy still.
1: Huh. (laughs) There's still like this No-Fix fight. The final one. Wow, that No-Fix fight is still happening. And No-Fix had like a million powers. (laughs) (laughs) He just will develop a power that means that he just can't lose or die.
0: (laughs) It's true.
1: He does like a video skip thing and I'm just like, man, I
0: don't get it. He had King Crimson's power from part five of Jojo. I didn't understand King Crimson's power when he used it in Jojo. I don't understand it here like even less.
2: Well, see, that's because you're only using 10% of your brain.
0: <laughs> Fuck, you're right. Goddamn.
2: <laughs> I am happy to be having this conversation to realize that I did miss nothing and I'm sorry for your two suffering. <laughs>
0: You really didn't miss anything. (laughs) You mentioned chapter two. In chapter two, we meet this little kid. He runs a burger stand, and his dad was killed by a Dokeshi. And a bunch of stuff happens, but the way they were bringing it up, I was like, oh, well, here we go. This is, like, the next character, right? And they're gonna be friends, and there's gonna be, like, some kind of conflict between the fact that Shatara's a a Takeshi and this guy hates Takeshi. Nope. Actually, this kid goes away. You never see him again. I don't even think he has a name.
1: I don't understand. How do you have filler like chapter two? (laughs) Yeah. You can get away with it when you're monthly or when you're weekly, but you get one chapter a month, you can't be fucking around like this. You need to spring into action immediately.
2: You have the pilot episode, you have a spring into action, and then, like, you are moving that plot forward. Like, if you're immediately, like, I don't know, you meet some fucker at a burger stand, like, you lose so much.
0: Yeah. I do want to talk say something else about chapter two, which is that he meets this uh, fortune teller who has the aesthetic of a plate of spaghetti.
1: <laughs> like, really, she, she just looks like that. The character designs in this series, I fucking hate these character designs so much.
0: I go back and forth, but the thing is, uh, she tells Shotaro, you have to get the four powers, and then that doesn't happen at all. It just doesn't matter in the slightest. Specifically about the character designs,
2: there's, like, something that is charming about them that I don't think is ever fully utilized. Absolutely. So much about this, and, like, the writing, yada, 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 like, the art included, feels like somebody learning to do this. And, like, it feels like the things I would see my friends draw... In, like, middle school. And, like, it's cool to watch your friend develop their style in that way. And, like, do shit that, like, is ugly, but, like, their heart is in it. And the problem with this is you can immediately tell that heart isn't in it. Heart never comes into this series.
0: I kind of disagree. There is heart in some of the character designs. A couple of them, I think, are actually inspired. But you're right. The author has no clue what the fuck to do with it. Mm -hmm. It really does feel like he's figuring it out as he goes along. And then by the time that I think he started to figure it out he's stuck with the fact that we don't give a shit about any of these characters.
2: Like, with that context, it makes me less mad at this because I can see it as, like, a building block in that way, right?
0: Well, Riley, the guy who made this was 22 when he started writing it. Honestly, that's really young! Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, oh yeah, right out of high school, I am not at all shocked to learn that that's how young he was when he started. Wait, Jordan, you graduated high school
1: when you were 22 years old? Yeah. That track's actually given what I know about you.
0: You got an issue with it, David?
1: No, just it makes a lot of sense. Cool. (laughs) But as we are complimenting the series, I think that's a really good transition to actually talking about how the series did actually have some good elements.
0: Wait, were we complimenting the series? (laughs) We are complimenting the the writer. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so Jordan, what would you say, uh since you've delved into it a little bit before, are really some of the elements of the series that you actually enjoy?
0: So I mentioned earlier some of the characters do have like pretty inspired designs, I think. Specifically, my favorite guy is a light bulb man. His name is Rodigy. I assume it's just a direct reference to the English electronic musician Prodigy. Oh my god, you're right, you're right. R.I.P. So his thing is he's got a big bald head and he's got like Charlie Brown hair in the middle of his forehead that makes it look like he's got like a filament like a light bulb and his power is that he can I think he can make like blinding light but he has to like stay in blinding light for a certain period of time I don't know it doesn't fucking matter anyway I thought it was cool because he looked like a light bulb I was like <laughs> that's kind of clever that's that's neat the other thing is this artist has a genuinely like good eye for dramatic composition mm-hmm.
2: when- it has the like the impact scenes, you know what I mean? When you get your full page spread of like a sick hit happening. In the first issue, one of the uh Dokeshi are like trying to pretend to be our hero and the girl rolls up on him and then like is like, oh yeah, what time does that show come on? And the kid said and like the fake one says it and she just like then punches him. The like art on that like intense punch looks really cool and you feel a movement and an action that actually matters. It caught me off guard it's like a, oh shit something cool happened.
1: Yeah there are just some scenes where things just look really Really cool and he definitely had like atypical angling and just paneling structure that showed he really spent a lot of time thinking about his composition and it wasn't just like uh, trying to tell the story
0: uh, as quickly and easily as he could mm-hmm. there is genuine talent here like we read Bone Collection Riley imagine reading a manga that is as hard to follow as this but the art is never good that's Bone Collection I would die and it's about bones too interesting <laughs> Oh, and also the main character gains power by uh, basically groping his girlfriend. But anyway, yeah. that's a whole other thing. Tight. See, that's the worst manga I think we've read on the show.
1: <laughs> we
0: definitely have read worse series than that. Uh, then Bone Collection? I don't know, man. We'll talk about it later. Dude, Tokyo Shinobi Squad. Oh, it's so tough, though, between those two. But that, again, this is a whole other thing. The thing is, the experience of reading this manga is basically just going through page and page of dumb shit you don't care about. And then there's just, like, two panels that look cool as fuck. There is a nugget of potential.
1: Actually, like, Neolation then, where Neolation was shit, and then the art, as uh, Andrew was talking about last episode, where he was like, wow, this is just a really fucking awesome page. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, in Neolation, even when those pages are very cool, they're cool in kind of a generic-ish anime style. What I'll say about this artist is that I could pick out his style from, like, a lineup. Mm -hmm. His specific voice is very clear in all the art he makes, and I think that's really cool and since i have watched soul eater i know that he has gone on to refine that
2: it's listening to an artist's first album right the thing you like about that artist is there but like they're not there yet
1: there's a copy pasta from like the fit part of fortune where this dude was like watching this dude like start his porno career and how he noticed like over two or three years the guy got into like really good shape and how proud he was of this like porn actor (laughs) (laughs) it's the same energy
0: (laughs) well It's kind of true. Mm -hmm. The last
1: nugget I will give them, which is actually an interesting contrast, is they don't really sexualize the female characters in this series. Like, there are definitely shots where he could have made it a panty shot, where he very deliberately is like, I'm not making this a panty shot. Like, when she fell over, he drew her skirt to actually cover it. So I was actually impressed that, like, she fights people with the same tenacity. She gets hit like any other character in the series, where, like, in One Piece, you know, Oda kind of uses the kitty gloves on the women's fight scenes, especially when it's a woman fighting a man. But no, she just gets straight up hit like any other character character
0: yeah this artist is good at this like riley uh have you ever seen anything from soul Eater? this is my first interaction with this person's work
1: well soul Eater has panty shots they have a lot of fan service and fire force has a character where the entire joke is her clothing just somehow magically keeps falling off of <laughs>
0: Well, never mind.
2: I'm looking at gifs of a uh, Soul Eater and Fire Force right now, and like I can see what you mean, where it's like his visual style really like comes together as far as like how they look. The way this guy draws like mouths and facial expressions is really cool. It is again ugly in a way that I like.
0: It's stylistic, but it's a consistent style, and he uses it effectively.
2: Ugly is the wrong word, but, like, I'm trying to find the right word to describe, like, this kind of, like, brashness that comes from, like, seeing the shit my friends would draw in middle school, you know what I mean? And they put on the of their, like, albums and shit. It is, like, rough. It has so much personality and, like, to see that kind of, like, solidified rules.
0: There is absolutely a subtle transition. Like, the art, if you go back to that, like, the line work is, uh, is shakier. A lot of stuff is worse in, like, the first chapter than the last chapter, at least visually. And the fact that this ran for two years makes so much sense because there's, like, a big difference between a 22-year-old artist drawing something and a 24-year-old artist drawing something look at that glow up i love how we try and talk about good things about this manga and all we can talk about is soul eater <laughs> i mean that is a happy
1: story of saying it's you don't have to read this terrible series because you could read good things he made <laughs> it's like
0: say something good about this manga uh it let him feed himself until he made soul eater. yeah exactly this is like a job application. I feel like. Yeah, this was his
1: internship. So though I think this is a good transition point into going into what could have happened uh, since we're already getting into talking about what the potential of this writer and that we've actually already seen in his other works. I think. The-
2: um, sorry, 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 sorry. I forgot.
0: I'm on a different. I'm on the final verdict, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No, Riley, you have to wait to tell us if you like the manga or not. <laughs> spoilers for our listeners
1: they're gonna be like you and they're gonna only listen to the first minute of every 10 minutes they're the first every <laughs> section
2: they'll get the first little chunk and then they'll jump to the end if you're ready for an editing job if you want to make that a possible way to listen to this episode that would be hilarious
1: yeah it's shown in flop but every time we mention soul Eater or fire force it gets faster <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh <man. laughs>
1: Uh, that'd actually be great but <laughs> the thing that really struck to me as an element that i think had a lot of potential was the whole main character has to do good villain has to do evil and i know they kind of were like oh we're the good guy and the bad guy but i think they should have just gone full throttle and been like what if the main character has to do evil but he's a good guy so how does he balance that and there's an element of you know like really giving an excuse to look into gray morality are there loopholes you know maybe he's greedy and he goes shoplifting and that's his thing mm-hmm. you know and that would have been interesting be like this is a great person but he asked to add like a piece of sh- shit every single day and so that really leads to a much more morally great character rather than the good guy acting like a good guy the bad guy acting like a bad guy even though they say oh they don't want to which is obviously there's nothing about the actual creation of the series that shows that that those characters are acting against their nature except just saying that it's against their nature
2: yeah it's that specifically like it's saying oh there's a good guy who wants to do bad and this bad guy who wants to do good like that like implies that there isn't a moral gray because there's somebody there's like an overseer of do shit you know what i mean And there's not. We know that there's not because we didn't see any of it in here. So, like, what I need to know is, like, does it have to be unilaterally bad? Does it have to be, like, leftist bad? Like, can we, like, do bad things to rich people (laughs) and, like, then we're good? Yeah. Because that's an interesting thing. I need to do a bad thing a day, but I just do bad things to bad people so it does a net good. Like, that rules.
0: Well, Riley, that is what happens. Because the thing that happens is, um, Shotaro, he'll beat up a guy and be like, You're my good deed of the day. So the bad guy could (laughs) do the same thing. Yeah, Right. I also love how, um, when Shotaro does his good deed for the day, it's like, okay, just do one thing. But when the bad guy does it, it's like, no, okay, start the clock. I have 30 minutes to do uh, a bunch of bad things, and I have to keep doing this for half an hour.
1: Well, that guy
2: could just log onto YouTube, leave some some mean comments on a low view video, and then, boom,
0: that's my bad deed of the day. You don't have to be the end of the world, motherfucker. How much better would it be if instead of just killing people, it was just like, he had had to be a jerk for like 30 minutes one bad deed just one ah a single volume
2: two chapter one where like our hero like is running around going like does anyone need a good deed done does anyone need a good deed done literally show up be like hey here's 10 bucks boom good deed yeah you did it
0: so to compare the two things when Shotaro has to do a good deed he rescues a girl's balloon which has a face on it that was really funny that was weird So he just saves the little girl's balloon and gives it back to her. When Eminem does a bad deed, he kills five people. Yep. You know? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even have as big of an issue with it if All I needed was just something to go, yeah, well, the worse the deed is, the stronger you get. Or the better the deed is, the weaker you get. But they also don't tie the deeds to the actual powers. They just say something vaguely bad will happen to you. They literally never show it.
1: How did they not show it? How did they not show it?
0: It would be cool if he was, like, running out of time
1: and he starts losing his memories of his friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, like, also, like, him losing memories of his friend is not that bad a cost versus the evil acts his friend has to do. I would gladly give away my childhood memories if I didn't have to literally kill someone every day. And so we
2: have to assume that that's not actually what would happen. The way I thought of it was, like, I don't know how many if y'all fuck with His Dark Materials, like the book series.
0: Uh, I've heard of it, but I've never read it. I saw The Golden Compass.
2: Hey, both watch, go, go watch the HBO Max, uh, series series because it's fucking fantastic but there's this thing called a specter when you turn 18 it'll come find you and take away everything you love and ma- makes you human until you're just a shell of a person walking around it's a children's book i read this in second grade it had no effect on me growing up <laughs> i figured that's what was going to happen is like if you don't do your thing you lose the magic to do these things right you lose that ability and you lose what makes you 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 just kind of like become a cog in the machine you're just like working again because like it's a metaphor for like the like the energy that you have, you know what i mean, growing up, that that want to do more. And like i thought that's what it was going to be. It never comes up, doesn't matter. Cool. All right. Whatever.
0: It would also be interesting if it was tied to the power because then that would mean that Shotaro is somebody who doesn't just do something because he has to, he does something because he wants to have this power, which immediately adds like an extra dimension to his character as somebody who's like a little bit at least in that regard a little bit selfish like as in he has his own personal
2: desires yeah any sort of complication any sort of gray area anything past the base level of themes would have really helped this book
0: yeah because the thing is like the author realizes this that you should have gray characters which is why he has Shotaro say oh I don't like doing good things but I have to do good things for these people even though they're racist to me but like Like, the actual process of reading this manga is just reading a bunch of dumb gags that don't tie into that at all.
1: Yeah. It's so stupid. (laughs) It's so dumb. (laughs) Go weekly. That was the other big thing fire force much better for being weekly this dude has 15 pages worth of ideas every week bada bing bada boom yeah so who's ready for the miscellaneous thoughts i'm ready hit me the first thing that i noticed and jordan you said the shadow of hunter hunter has really been over the series but i think i caught a yu yu hakusho reference in that do you guys remember the tats bros the people who kidnapped the the what what was the name of the dude they kidnapped there was a kidnapping fuck who are we talking about they kidnapped like the vice president of japan or whatever they call him yeah fuck and here's the thing is they call him the tats bros but they don't give them names they call him the older tats bro and the younger tats bro. and I was thinking that is a reference to the Tagoro brothers from Yu Yu Hakusho oh. where they're just called elder Tagoro and younger Tagoro
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> maybe <sighs> I just don't know like those characters like this is gonna be weird I almost got an anti-semitic vibe from them a little <laughs> they were like Shape-shifting lizard creatures who sneakily pretended to be uh, powerful people in the government, and it was just like, "What's happening here?" They didn't
1: have any forest fire-starting lasers, so I don't know about that. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hell world. Hell world. (laughs) Oh, nothing can be more horrifying than the world that we live in.
1: (laughs) So terrible.
0: The other thing I I wanted to talk about was just the sheer... Bizarre song references and the way they do it. Like, we didn't mention it. There's a character in this named Lynn Kinpar. I thought for sure you were going to say Lynn Manuel Miranda, and I was going to have to (laughs) hang up
2: the phone. (laughs) I thought for certain that you were going to say, and there was a man in here named Alexander Hamilton, and I was going to fucking scream. (laughs) Lynn
0: Manuel Miranda was born in 2008. So. (laughs)
2: they saw that jojo did music names and they're like that's fun i'm doing that
0: literally literally that's exactly what happened i think the bad guys went from happy factory to fear factory which meant that i listened to fear factory while i was reading this (laughs) there's great translators notes at the end of each volume because the translator is 100% aware of what each of the references are and was just like, yeah, no, Lincoln Park, that's Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Apple Shinoda. For those who don't know, I'm pretty sure Mike Shinoda is the rapper for Lincoln Park. Yep, yep, yep. No fixes, no FX. (laughs) That was the dumbest
2: one. (laughs) Again, I can see me in middle school writing this story and going, I'm going to name the characters after my favorite bands. And what am I listening to in middle school, you ask? Eminem, No Effects, and Tool?
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. This is absolutely written by somebody who less than four years ago was in high school.
1: Well, some well, some of us graduated high school in our
0: 20s, please. Well, excuse me, I can talk about myself that way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say. Because it was bad.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Why don't we move into our final verdict? So Riley, I think you've really been hinting about your feelings on the episode so far. So, why don't you give us your six-word summary? I had one
2: six-word summary that I was sure that I came into this episode with, which is hunter hunter but it sucks shit. <laughs> I realized, like, as we're doing this conversation, it really made me think about this differently. I think that, like, my six-word summary is like a foundational text for Okubo's future. Yeah, and I think that is much more interesting and a much more charitable read of this whole story.
0: Mm-hmm. That's kind of more or less how I think about it.
2: But uh, yeah, certified flat read Hunter Hunter. <laughs> Go watch the new Hunter Hunter series. It fucking rules.
0: Hunter Hunter is so fucking good, man. Oh my god. I'm a hunter you hunter-hunter, rad as shit.
1: Jordan, how about you? What's your six-word summary? And then how would you rate the series, flop or not?
0: Welcome to my twisted MySpace page. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a flop or not? This is a flop. The only reason... Not a certified flop? No, because I've read far worse. Like, there's stuff here that I saw and I was like, Okay, hey, that's kind of neat. That's kind of cool. It's laid out very poorly, but there is somewhat value to reading through this just to see the art. I wouldn't recommend reading the whole thing, like, in one go or anything like that, but if you just want to skim through it and look at some of the art, at least there's some kind of value here. Riley, I understand where you're coming from. Oh my god, I just fucking hated bone collection so much you have more
2: experience and knowledge than me on reading these shonen flops as they are and so i trust your read on it more it is only a certified flop for me because a i don't have other references for bad manga and b i don't have other references for this guy's work you know what i mean
0: yeah For reference, I usually don't give something certified flop unless it's, like, offensively bad. This is just kind of bad.
2: Boring is the worst
0: thing you can be for me. That's totally understandable. But anyway, what I'm gonna actually recommend, I'm gonna recommend a weird-ass thing that this reminded me of, but that going back to was kind of delightful. There is a series of Newgrounds animations from the early 2000s by this guy named Vinny Veritas, and I found them on YouTube. And they're also, like, a similar time capsule that this is except that each one is like two minutes long so it's like you're not sitting here reading through a long ass manga just desperately trying to like drag yourself over it it's just like oh that's kind of neat little music video okay
1: That's pretty cool. And then for me, I had two. Where I had one that I wrote down that I was like, oh, this is great. And then I read it and I was like, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to say it anyway. A shitty X-Man plays the Xyla (laughs) bone. And then my other one was a 2000 Deviant Art anime time capsule. Yeah.
2: Yep, yep, yep.
1: You guys are like, yeah, it's not funny, but it's accurate. You're right. Yeah which is why I'm glad I brought two. And then I actually consider this one a certified flop. This was painful to read. So when I read these series, there's usually a metric of how long until I'm just reading it because of the show where I would have naturally dropped it if like I was checking it out. And I don't think there's been a series where I would have dropped it faster than this Where on maybe the second chapter. I was like, I hate this. I've gotten everything I need out of it. I need to read it for the show because I didn't do Riley's 400 IQ technique of skipping chapters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Galaxy Brain Riley over here. I googled the Wikipedia page first. I like went to see if there was a like a, a spark Notes or anything. Oh yeah, I read the
1: TV Tropes page. Oh, I should have done that. That's what I do when I finish <laughs> And then I'm actually going to make a recommendation that I am surprised was not mentioned whatsoever. I'm going to say Bleach. Because Bleach is exactly what this series wanted to be. And just watch or read Bleach until the end of the Soul Society arc or actually the arc after that one. And then you're good. That's all you need out of Bleach. But you're still in for a good time and you'll really get that early 2000s anime uh edgy vibe that this series relentlessly was trying to rip off. Actually the name of the creator of Bleach is Kubo so maybe they're related. Ooh. Imagine if they were like together and like someone like try to get their attention and they just got like really confused because you're like oh kubo and you're like yes <laughs> <laughs> now that we've talked about this series let's get into talking about some things that you should be checking out so let's go to shout out So I want to start by giving props to Jordan for making the theme song that you heard at the start of this episode and the ending theme you also heard. We introduced it last episode, and it's really awesome. So Jordan, I appreciate it, even if it took us like eight different drafts to get to the version we were happy with. (gasps) Thanks. Thanks, David. Thank you. (laughs) I also want to give props to Jennifer for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Art by Toast and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. I like how Jordan was like, oh, he's our mysterious art benefactor. And I was like, yes, Nigel, the person we had on the show, and we thank by name in every single episode. <laughs> the shadowy art cabal <laughs> hidden in plain sight and then i also want to thank again tucker for your pronunciation help this was a strange episode but i appreciate you also noticing the bone pun because i didn't notice so that really added a lot to my reading experience because that was definitely one of the smarter things about the series <laughs> yeah and then i also want to give thanks to Miriam, audi and nicole for really helping us a ton on social media nicole is a brand new friend of the show and she's going to be doing some awesome tiktok stuff so keep an eye out for that and then I think most importantly, I really want to thank you, Riley, for being on the show. And where can they find what you've been working on? Thank you for
2: having me. I really appreciated it. This was funner than reading the story. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at revrybread. That's rev like Reverend, rye bread like rye bread. You can find the games that I make at linksmithgames.com. My mother can go to hell.com or revrybread.itch.io. Those will all take you to places to buy my games that I make, like Interstitial. If not us, then who? wishing well or zombie survivalist second edition
0: isn't interstitial like a a kingdom hearts inspired rpg
2: interstitial is a kingdom hearts inspired game where you can play canon characters from other properties if you want to play hard mode it's only disney or square enix own characters but (laughs) you you can do whatever you want i played john cena in the interstitial actual play that we did
1: and his name is john cena (gasps)
2: It's old man John Cena from a distant future where Vince McMahon has become a gas cloud and destroyed the world, and John had to come back to our time to try to stop it from happening. But yeah. Uh, Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. This is the kind of podcast that I should be pitching. Never believe it. A Naruto D-Watch Podcast. We talk a lot about art this episode, and let me tell you, in Never Believe It, we are only watching the filler of Naruto. We watch no canon episodes. We uh, are building the story from that. And, you know, welcome to Oteran's <laughs> Good Light, and we welcome you to kind of come in and learn from the Naru New Bible. And now, currently, to learn about being a good employee, which is what Naruto is about.
0: See, David, here's the thing. I do not want to bring this up when we we're gonna have riley on i think he's in a i think he's in a cult i think he's like kind of running like a cult kind of so like like be careful here
1: oh hell
2: yeah Eight ten. uh when we had tim bat from the worst idea of all time on not a
0: cult (laughs) yeah specifically not a cult (laughs) but anyway i wanted to thank david i want to thank david a lot david does a lot for the editing and it's hard work and he does a good job so thank you david
1: uh well thank you jordan i really appreciate it it's a rarity where you do this without me reminding you to thank me (laughs) fuck you i take it back it's the last time i'll bully you about that it's a lot of fun though you couldn't ask for a better co-host oh but yeah and then let me go into talking about some other things you guys should be checking out first is digging in the dome a new comedy podcast because there aren't enough of those. For God's sake, don't let your kids or old people listen to this show. You can find them wherever you get your podcast. Then the UW pod, three guys from South Jersey talking all things wrestling. You can find them wherever you get your podcast. This is a really awesome show. They were actually a really big help in giving us some tips of getting our podcast, developing our marketing strategy. So I really do want to thank them for just giving me such great advice of how to really use Twitter as a marketing tool. The next one is the Snowflake Sports Pod. This is run by Dan Picora, a friend of the show who was on our Beast Children episode. If you're looking for sports podcasts that don't shy away from political action, go check out the Snowflake Sports Pod, where you get your not-so-average sports show that typically covers the latest and greatest news in the NBA and NFL, and then closes with a relevant political story. As always, you can find them on all streaming services and on social media.
0: And I would like to say, if you're looking for a manga that is worse than Beichi, ichi well, you can check out Beast Children. Bed, Bath, and Beast Children could be your next series.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I want to die. <laughs> and then next, I want to give a shout out to the Game for a Movie podcast. It's a movie-based podcast of four friends. They compete in competitions and the loser has to see a terrible movie, speaking of the worst idea of all time, <laughs> full of good and bad movie reviews. And then finally, I just want to wrap things up by playing a trailer. He's probably one of the biggest open-hearted people that I knew. But, you know, honestly, he had uh, an addiction too, right? Just the writing that we can talk. There's a possibility here that the routine were- childhood traumas we're trying to turn every stone to, to find evidence this is Genevieve Germain host of true crime real time join me on a bi-weekly dive into the lives of the missing and murdered available wherever you listen to your podcasts you'll never know who else you'll meet along the way thanks everyone for joining us you can find Shownumflop on facebook and twitter at Shownumflopcast and, and our website shonenflop.com we're also on spotify itunes or wherever else you get your podcast this has been david this has been jordan and this has been riley And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping,
2: floppers.